Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to NetIP Spotlight, Live Your Potential, where we invite guest experts to speak on a variety of trending topics that matter to you. I'm Justine Alawalia, your host, and I want to warmly welcome you to our show this evening. I know everyone's crazy busy these days, especially during the holidays, and appreciate your investing your valuable time in joining us this evening. To give you a lay of the land, our guest speaker and I will be discussing your insights for about 20 minutes. And I'd like to give everyone a heads up that after about 20 minutes of discussion between our guest speaker and myself, you'll have the opportunity to ask her any questions which you may have. So with that said, let's jump in. Today's guest speaker is Vitu Singh, the 2012-2014 president of NetIT North America. Vitu Singh practiced as a patent attorney for six years before deciding to return to school full-time in 2013. She recently graduated with a master's degree in electrical and computer engineering at the Ohio State University, and she previously graduated with a BS in industrial engineering and economics from Northwestern in 2002, and with a JD from the Moritz College of Law at the Ohio State University in 2007. Ritu has been actively involved with nonprofits since 2007, including local music, children-based, volunteer-based, and theater organizations. Ritu has been with NetIP at both the local and North America level since 2008. This year, while she ends her two-year term as president of NetIP North America, she plans to continue pursuing her passion of working with nonprofits and volunteering. She's happy to share the information she's learned along the way, such as dealing with nonprofit compliance, conflict management, leadership development, and fundraising. Welcome to the show, Ritu. Thank you, Jessina, and thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Oh, my pleasure. It's an honor to have you. And now, given your active involvement in a variety of different nonprofits over the years, what guidance can you offer our listeners who may be interested in finding the right nonprofit volunteer opportunity for themselves? Sure. Um, Well, I would say the first thing they should ask themselves are what their interests and passions are. What are their hobbies? What are things that perhaps outside of work? energizes them and makes them happy and really start reflecting on this and seeing how you can incorporate this into your life. And for many people, this comes through volunteer opportunities. So, for example, are you passionate about music, but maybe you're never going to be a concert pianist? That doesn't mean that you can't find a nonprofit that's directed towards music and these gifts and talents. Or perhaps you're interested in helping your community and I have a focus on childhood education. There's a variety of opportunities out there, both at community, local community levels, or even nationally or globally. Are you interested in um, the theater? For example, I was on the board of the Cincinnati Shakespeare Theater. I just I love attending the theater, and it was something very interesting for me. And when the opportunity arose, I decided to jump right in. 
there's so many opportunities out there for people. So I would say the first step is really to reflect on your own passions and interests. Perhaps do a little research to see what's around you and go ahead and jump in and explore some of these opportunities. I think that's uh, great. And I noticed a theme of passion that's pretty much been running throughout the year. From the first show through all of them, I think passion has been mentioned, and I think it is um, so integral in terms of making the kind of impact that, that you and our other um, our other guests have had. So let me ask you, the NetIP president, what can you tell our listeners about NetIP's four pillars of, um, and of these four pillars, I know I've heard, are the community service, cultural awareness, political awareness, and professional development. So what's your perspective as a NetIP president on those? Tell us about that. Sure, definitely. This ties in well with that theme of passion. Um, you can really, mm-hmm. in NetIP, explore any of these if that is your passion. So, for example, the four pillars are pillars that our communities, the, our NetIP chapters, try to emphasize in the events that they throw. So again, you know, community service, if you want to be actively involved in the community and participation, there are a variety of community service events. Um, cultural awareness, you know, for example, most of our chapters are, or two of them are having their, or had their Diwali galas and really educate the communities about what Diwali is to many people with Indian descent or South Asian descent. Political awareness, we definitely try to um, really have people become more aware of what's going on in the politics around them to really know why it's important to vote and what is being, who is really impacting the community, especially in light of uh, today Dr. Vivek Murthy being appointed as the confirmed appointment of being Surgeon General in the U.S. It's great to have a backing of what his path to get there was. He himself is somebody who's very active in nonprofits um, and has been a previous speaker at an NIT conference. And he was actually a speaker in our last pillar event, the professional development event, in a panel which was talking about pursuing your passion and changing career paths. So these four pillars definitely go along with the NetIP mission. Our mission is to serve um, as an unequivocal voice for the South Asian diaspora. We do this by developing and engaging a cohesive network of professionals to benefit the community. We also have a foundation, and the NetIP, or Network of Indian Professionals Foundation, has a mission to promote leadership and service to benefit the community. So it really um, emphasizes this aspect of benefiting the community through these four pillars. Excellent. I want to give a shout-out actually as well to Dr. Murthy. I was actually moderating the panel one year that he was on, and he I remember him sharing some anecdotes about his um, about his rise and his ascent and uh, what motivated him. So, um, so definitely. And also, when it's, um, so with, with someone who's been listening to this and they're hearing this about cultural awareness, community service, and they're interested, they're interested in learning a little bit more about, um, you know, how they can participate. What, what advice would you have for them in terms of how to go about the logistics of how to find out how to become more involved? Sure. Well, I'd first say, you know, to go to, if you have a local chapter and you're aware of them, to definitely attend some of the events. Each of the chapters have their own website, but the overall website is na.netip.org, so na.netip.org. And you can definitely find a variety of this information of what's going on in your local communities off this website. Otherwise, you can reach out to um, some of the specific chapter leaders or uh, executive team members at the North America level as well. All of their information is listed on that website. Also. Wonderful. Let's switch gears a bit and talk about leadership. And now, from your experience as a NetIP president, 
What, what guidance can you share with our listeners regarding developing leadership abilities in the nonprofit environment? And I'll bet that you may have some interesting anecdotes that you have um, experienced along the way as well um, that you might be able to share with our listeners. But tell us about the leadership. Definitely. Um, the first thing I always really inform my team members of, and I really inform our officers of at our previous officers' leadership conferences, is to know that as a nonprofit officer, if you get to that leadership role, you are running a business, you are a community leader, and you really need to understand what that means and to really step, step up to your responsibilities, to be responsive, to be professional, um, to really treat a volunteer opportunity the same way you would a professional paid job. So that's one thing I would definitely encourage and recommend people to understand, and through that, you do develop your leadership abilities. You will learn how to manage a team. You'll learn how to work with team members. There's a, a number of instances I've had to work with people who themselves were in conflict and had to work through those problems and assist with conflict management. You know, really learn to listen and be patient and really have had time to reflect on my experiences and try to improve myself as a leader through these experiences. I think a lot of um, personal reflection is, occurs through such a role, and that really does help develop your leadership abilities. Um, and then there's other opportunities that can be a factor towards being a good leader that um, others might not think of right away when you're thinking of being a leader. So I've had opportunities to really engage in public speaking through NetIT North America. For example, you know, I've done quite a bit of speaking at the annual conferences we have. I've also had a variety of networking opportunities, and every single time you talk to a potential sponsor, you build a, a new contact or network, you really want to put forward that professional aspect of yourself, and you really do improve upon your leadership abilities that way as well. Um, you are a reflection of your role, and that does really help to encourage, I would say, other team members to be professional as well. Um, so there are other, there are a variety of, of aspects. There's also developing skills like managing a budget or learning about compliance in the nonprofit area. And again, remembering to advance professional reputation, um, even if this is just a volunteer position, being quick to respond or seeking to have mentors to really develop these abilities. I'd say that's one of the most important aspects. I learned quite a bit as I advanced the ranks from the people around me, the leaders around me. And I really try to take what I learned from them and share that and then be a mentor in return. So I would say that would be my, uh, my description in a nutshell about developing these leadership abilities. You know, Axon, I have to say, I mean, I've, I've just been struck by, you know, over, over the years I've been just involved speaking in, you know, different net, net IP um, environments and just by the professionalism of of the volunteers, um, just in terms of how well-run things are. And, you know, what you had mentioned in terms of conflict management, public speaking, you know, managing a budget, all of these are so, they're so transferable. So I imagine the skills that the volunteers uh, are learning in terms of leadership abilities and just are just so transferable uh, between, you know, with their, with their professions. And um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, I imagine leadership of nonprofits involves, and I know you had mentioned managing a budget. You know, I imagine it involves the substantial responsibility of fundraising. Um, you know, really raising those funds to begin with. 
And I'm wondering, and that, again, is something that's so transferable and so um, both in the nonprofit as well as in, in other ways, you know, in, in the profit world, not quite called fundraising, but really uh, rainmaking. So I'm wondering if there are any tips and tactics regarding fundraising that you can share with our listeners who, one, may be in a similar role, right, whether, um, you know, whether it was a nonprofit they're working with or even with the nonprofit aspect of, of a corporate job they have or alternatively may wish to, you know, obtain such a role in the future and really find fundraising interesting. What, uh, what tips, strategies, tactics can you share? Sure, and definitely. I, I think in fundraising is a very important skill to have. I will tell you I'm one of the first people to say I'm never comfortable asking others for money, but it really is <laughs> something that has to occur in the nonprofit world. But when we go back to that theme of passion, if you're really passionate about what the nonprofit does, and you have a built-out plan and strategy, it really becomes easier after time because it's not really just asking for funds. At some point, it's, well, how can we work together for a mutually beneficial situation? So it might be uh, more of an in-kind sponsorship opportunity or just really presenting a list of options. But it goes to the core of it, being passionate again about what you're exactly asking for. So I would say be prepared. You know, have that, what people might term, term an elevator speech, ready about what the organization is. Um, know your organization. For example, is it a 501c3 organization in the U.S. for the IRS code, which means that companies can take a charitable deduction if they were to give a monetary gift? Um, have those tax letters prepared So, if you have such donors. Really do your homework. If You also need to be prepared to have a lot of no's, and that's okay. When you hear a no, sometimes people, I think, they feel... Um, I, I don't want to say rejected, but they, they take that rejection and they might not follow up. I, I would say use it as an opportunity to, to follow up and maybe say, this year I understand this might, might not be possible. Please keep us in mind for the next. And really just build on those community contacts and connections. And again, present those options. Perhaps there's um, an opportunity that had not, had not been presented to the sponsor, so ask them, is there something you would like to explore? I would say, you know, keep on building on those pre-existing contacts. Um, definitely have a, a tracker so you don't have multiple people in your organization perhaps reaching out to the same contact without e either one being aware of this. Um, have a solid plan, perhaps a professional brochure listing sponsorship levels and options. Um, definitely, again, give a few of those options and Follow chain of command in your organization to avoid confusion. And again, always appear and be professional. I'd say one thing at the very end, when you do get these sponsors in and you do fundraise for the company, definitely make sure to remember to thank them. Have those thank you notes and messages following you know, any sponsored event or even the sponsors at the very end of the year. And really plan outside of the box events. You can use fundraising platforms that are online. You can have uh, silent auctions. You can host events such as perhaps a 5K to raise funds, or you can raise funds at live events. Um, so we've done this before with a matching rally, for example, at our annual conferences. So I would definitely say, and then a really good piece of advice, and this is something I've learned not just through NetIP but other organizations I've been involved in, is have your sponsorship team or your fundraising team role play different versions and scenarios. Have a phone call where somebody ask for another option or perhaps says no and really practice having the speech ready. So I think that would be um, my advice in regard to fundraising for nonprofits. 
Awesome. What struck me about that is just two of the one, you know, you quite use this, what you said exactly, it's like believe in the mission, right? Like, so that passion and the connection of the passion with the fundraising and makes, like I said, make those no's okay because they know it's a mission that matters there. And then this, this, this is brilliant. Ask if, ask if there's something they'd like to explore because I think sometimes, I know uh, with fundraising, if one gets too tied into the options that, you know, that the entity has laid out, that's great to have those options and it makes it easier. But it also, if one is too tied, they might lose opportunities. So asking that question, if there's something they'd like to explore, could really open up some phenomenal synergies that the entity may not have really thought about. So I think that's, I think that it's great. Um, really appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Ritu. And I'm wondering if there might be any last take home message would you like to share with our listeners before we go ahead and jump into the Q&A? Sure. Well, I do want to quick put a quick plug in for, I've been mentioning these annual conferences. I know the current team is already planning the 2015 conference over Columbus Day weekend in the New York City area. And while that's going to be the 24th annual conference, it's actually going to be the 25th year of Medici North America. So I want to definitely encourage uh, viewers and listeners to um, go to the website, keep an eye out, see how that progresses, and to buy your tickets, you can definitely get some early bird um, specials that are refundable at the moment. The other thing I wanted to really say as a takeaway message is going back to that first point when we're talking about you know, the passion and finding the right volunteer opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Really, when you go through this, I feel the title you know, of this presentation we're talking about, To Give or To Get, when you give back to your own communities, you really give back to yourself. So your giving becomes getting in that sense. You're really having this investment in others become an investment in yourself, and you are your own greatest asset. So as you continue to strive to improve upon yourself by serving others, you will you will find that you'll expand your awareness, your empathy, your consciousness through these efforts. And through that, I really do believe you do feed your mind, body, and soul and continue to improve yourself. So I think that's probably one of the best gifts you can get through giving. So that would be my, my last thought. Wonderful. And so apropos for the holidays, the whole idea of giving and it's just being so, um, you know, so fulfilling for the giver, really, on so many levels. Um, now, everyone, here's your chance to ask Ritu any questions which you might have. So to remind you, if you have a question, go ahead and press 1 and, um, and we'll take your question. All right. Grab. Okay, the first caller is from area code 201 and it's ending at 6222. Hi, Ritu. Thanks so much for taking the time. Um, you, you mentioned about finding a nonprofit about which you are passionate, something that you enjoy very much, uh, but some of our callers may be interested in causes that may not be geographically near them. They may actually need to volunteer remotely. Um, Could you give us some of the opportunities and challenges uh, faced by those who want to volunteer uh, in organizations that are not geographically located near them? Sure, definitely. And I can actually talk about from my own personal experiences. I started with NetIT at the local level in Pittsburgh where we had a chapter and then I moved to Indiana where there was not a chapter. And at that point, um, one of my peers reached out to me to have me uh, become a chair at the North America level. So I was able to become an internal affairs chair 
and this was a virtual role. A lot of um, the work that's done in NIP North America at a more advanced level, it's all virtually based. We have people in a variety of different cities or helping out the 24 chapters we do have across North America while planning this annual conference. That's specific to NetIT, but there's a variety of other opportunities out there if you don't have that geographical location or opportunity near you. So, for example, you can look into um, organizations that we've worked with organizations in NetIT that provide books to children in Africa or provide books to ch children in India. You can find quite a few of these opportunities online. I would really say because you know your own interests the best and passions the best, the thing to do is to go online, do a little research about nonprofit opportunities around you, and see how you can find the best fit. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Wonderful. Well, thanks for taking our listeners' questions with you. And, you know, for our listeners who may be listening to the recording or may have questions that, that come to mind in the future, What's the best way for them to go ahead and contact you? You can reach me at my NetIT email, which is ritu at netip.org, so R-I-T-U at N-E-T-I-P.org. And I am uh, more than happy to you know, follow up on this conversation for any questions yours might have. Wonderful. Thank you. And in case you joined us late, I would like to share this show with people in your life. I'd like to remind you that a recording of today's radio show will be sent out. Appreciate your hanging out with us and enjoy the holidays, everyone. Take care. <laughs>